Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's potential, right? I mean, there's guys who can make plays. There's potential. You know you can be explosive, but at the same time, the ability to execute play in and play out for 75-ish plays uh, week in and week out, I mean, that will always be the challenge, and that's, that's the precision and the attention to detail and the preparation that you have to have to be able to do that. we got to have that, and it, and it starts with me, you know, and so that's uh, really where my, my focus is, is, you know, can we go out there on Thursday night and really just, just execute with precision from the first snap to the last and uh, – and really let that be our focus. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And it's time to talk Thursday night football between the Vikings and the Eagles. You heard from Kirk Cousins just a moment ago. And Aaron, you've brought up this whole Kirk Cousins is really bad in primetime games trend. But does that apply to a streaming game? Because this is the first Amazon contest of the season. Gosh, we don't have stats on that, do we? I mean, Kirk Cousins in prime time on the road. I love Kirk Cousins more than anyone on this show, and I'm worried about it. So, yeah, it it probably won't be good. I Isn't everything concerned. a streaming game now? Everything, it, yeah. Now with the way a playoff game that's going to be streaming, TV, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, for the record, those Cousins primetime numbers, some of them, at least in Minnesota, he is below 500. 8 and 10. In the other games, he's 38, 24, and 1. The touchdown to turnover ratio, yeah, it's a bit worse against uh, primetime competition. But guess what? The reason is because better teams play on primetime most of the time. So I don't think it's as simple mm-hmm. as, you know, those 1 p.m. Eastern games, he's so good. Uh, the, the games that probably have some mismatches are going to be played at 1 p.m. Eastern time, and he balls out. So maybe it's just more about Kirk Cousins just not playing as well against top-end teams, and they have a top-end team. Uh, for the moment, a Super Bowl contender in the Philadelphia Eagles tonight. Absolutely, they, they do. do, and I think we're all in agreement. Regardless of what we think is going to happen with this division, we do feel like the Eagles are going to make the playoffs. When you look at how the public is betting on this game, guys, we've got 60% of the bets on the Eagles at minus 6.5. 52% of the handle is on Philadelphia. Uh, total's fairly sharp. Uh, you know, We're seeing 59% of the handle on the over, 49.5. Uh, Aaron, my model has this at 7 
which means that there's just a little bit of value backing the Eagles here. But I think also, too, what matters is when we're, say, preparing teaser legs, I think Philadelphia is in a great spot here to where as long as you believe they can win this game, uh, then definitely I think they're a valuable teaser leg. But as far as side and total, what do you like here? It's tough because I, you know, I like the Vikings, but I just don't think this is the spot. I'll be on the Eagles side. Now, Jalen Hurts did not have his best game last week. The Eagles offensive line looked vulnerable. I do think that is something that will get better. For the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, you can't turn the ball over three times. You go, Now you're on the road in prime time. Two of those turnovers were when he got sacked last week. And guess what? Eagles pass rush? Very scary. So if Kirk Cousins can secure the ball, the Vikings passing game does have an advantage here with the Eagles secondary banged up. Kirk was still able to throw for 344 yards, two TDs, and had a passer rating at 102, which is impressive. What I'm looking forward to, Darius Slay versus Justin Jefferson. How much are we going to get that matchup? Um, but in week one, Slay on the right side, he had a pick six. Bradbury out so I'll I'll be looking at that I think that'll be uh very interesting I was thinking will this be a TJ Hawkinson game because he didn't really have a big game last week nine targets eight receptions only 35 yards but if the public is all on over receptions maybe I'll stay away we shall mm -hmm. see and then what are we going to get from Jordan Addison six targets four receptions for 61 yards and a touchdown. So some interesting places to look props wise as well. I think the props are difficult because there are so many different offensive weapons on both sides, but can we make the case for scoring? I would say yes. Uh, the market move inside of seven, probably not a big surprise. Uh, this is a Vikings team that just plays in one score game after one score game, whether they win or lose. It's a coin flip so far early on the season. It's been a loss. Now, it feels like the Vikings injuries are getting a bit ignored. E even in our graphic right now, we're talking about the Eagles injuries only in Bradbury and Blankenship. By the way, at 12 tackles last week against the Patriots. That, that's big, losing him as your safety. It gained well, well. They have so many guys, so I think plug-and-play, it'll probably be fine with Swift. Penny was healthy and inactive last week. Boston Scott, whatever. I, I, I don't think it's much of a big deal, but people pay attention to running back, so it's going to be a story. Viking side, the center Bradbury is out, and better than Bradbury, their left tackle, Darisau, is questionable. Davenport on their edge, a weak defense to begin with. He's questionable as well. So pay attention to the Minnesota injuries because it feels like the market is just looking at the Eagles stuff when I think you should be taking a look at the Vikings stuff as well. And if you have multiple starters out on this Vikings offensive line, which wasn't very strong to begin with, hello, Eagles front. I mean, they just come at you in waves and <laughs> and they have a six man rotation that they play in the inside. We saw Jalen Carter dominate last last week uh, in his first taste of NFL action. Like 
And I didn't see a ton of those props available, but maybe we should look at guys like Sweat or Reddick to get a sack. Uh, those are posted already. I didn't see one for Jalen Carter, but that certainly looks to be a big mismatch. Philly defensive front against the uh, Vikings offensive line. Also a big mismatch. Eagles offense still explosive until proven otherwise against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Well, along yeah, those Joe, lines, I, I don't surprised. think the Vikings are going to go to the run game tonight. I think this is going to be an air it out type of game for the Vikings because the Eagles run defense so good, as you're saying, they held the Pats to just 3.5 yards per carry last week. Yeah, Joe, we were talking about this defense, weren't we, uh, when it comes to the Eagles and uh, Jalen Carter and company, and maybe we're ending the curse of Georgia defensive players uh, not being <laughs> able to play professionally. So that's definitely an intriguing thing. And Aaron, you're right. I mean, the, the Vikings will be throwing it a good bit more. First off, because the, the rushing attack has been bad for a little while now when it comes to, say, rushing yards over expected. They've been just downright anemic. And if they're going to be playing from behind, then they do have to pass a good bit more. And you feel like because the Eagles secondary, you know, they're running out of warm bodies, that may be something where it's not just to Justin Jefferson. It's going to be the other two uh, other guys. So I think all those points are really good. But Aaron, I think one thing that I looked at when I was looking at this Vikings defense, and if they're able to slow down Jalen Hurts and company, I was absolutely floored by this stat. And if there is a bit of advice that I would give anybody as far as getting ready for the NFL season, it's to keep track of who the new coordinators are and the, who the new mm -hmm. play callers are. This is going to be really, really important in a game like this because Brian Flores, now the defensive coordinator with Minnesota, he is already changing things up in a massive way for the Vikings. They are more aggressive with the blitz now than they were last year in 2022 Minnesota sent that fifth rusher on 23% of dropbacks, but against the Buccaneers on Sunday, it was 54.3%. That's more than double, oh. Aaron, more than double. And then, yeah, the results are ultimately mixed, but just look at early down situations as far as blitzing goes. You went up roughly 40 percentage points on early downs alone. So they are blitzing way more. So, yes, this offensive line will have their hands full just because they're wow. going to have additional pass rushers to deal with. But if they protect well, that means Jalen Hurts will have time and then he can largely do whatever he wants. And maybe he'll try to throw it deep with some space with some of his receivers. Okay. Well, so that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Go, Go ahead, ahead Joe. No, I was just going to say, <laughs> Jalen, say... you have to consider how Hurts does <laughs> against the Blitz. And Belichick was sending the blitz last week. Probably not as uh, much of a clip, as high of a clip as we're going to see tonight with Flores. Uh, but Hertz was blitzed 42% of dropbacks last week. Seven for 13, 57 yards and a touchdown. But uh, he did end up taking a couple of sacks. So I, I'm sure. It's it's fascinating. So could could it burn that Vikings defense? I think absolutely it could, especially with those Eagles receivers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I really didn't think Hertz had his best game and looked that good last week. Definitely not his best. No. And the offensive line for the Eagles looked vulnerable. So that's scary. Would we look at Jalen Hurts rushing? The prop is pretty high, 46 and a half. Hmm. If he's going to be I don't perhaps know. running it... for his life. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Any thoughts on that one, Joe? 
I was looking at a Cousins prop is between the two quarterbacks. Okay. What do you <laughs> Aaron's going to laugh at this one? No, but I, but I'm looking at the the pressure is a concern. Now we'll see what the state of the Vikings O-line is there as we, as we just discussed, but maybe with Jefferson, with Hawkinson, you can pick on that Eagles secondary which is beat up right now quite obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh Cousins mm-hmm. touchdowns is one and a half. Minus 115 both sides. Oh, man. But it, it, it does correlate with my bigger play. I think we're going to see scoring, guys. And 49 for a Thursday game. I know people like to play unders, short time to prepare. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. If you want to go over on, on the, a team total, whether it's uh, – I saw Philly 27.5 or 49 for the game, I think we're going to see scoring on both sides. I also agree with the passing touchdowns. The more I think about it, the the Vikings looked like they missed Dalvin Cook. Madison wasn't very good. So how are they scoring if we think it's going to be higher scoring? Cousins probably is getting at least two touchdowns, right? Yeah. I think so. I think so in large part because I you know, at last check, I think the Vikings go for it on fourth down just a little bit more. So especially if they're in the red zone and they know they're going up against the Eagles and they know they are big dogs, then you gotta be scoring touchdowns, right? And so I think those additional mm-hmm. plays certainly err on the side of more passing touchdowns. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, say, we see some fades in the corners of the end zone. Uh maybe TJ Hawkinson or not T yeah, I mean, it's gonna be one of those deals where You've got something, you know, whether it's Hawkinson or Jefferson or somebody like that, those are going to be those one-on-one plays that you want to try and win with fades. And we may see some fourth down opportunities for that. That's why I think the over one and a half is probably the safe play. Uh, But another one that we've seen a lot of action for, and, you know, we were talking about uh, TJ Hawkinson, over four and a half receptions is at minus 175. So, Aaron, yeah, it's a big uh, price to pay. But at the same time, if, say, yeah. the Eagles are playing more uh, two high safeties, and there's a little bit more space up the middle, then Hogginson may be uh, the most appropriate target, especially in those checkdowns. Yeah, and he had nine last week. So I think – or eight receptions last week, sorry, nine targets. I, I think it could be a TJ Hawkinson game, but I had that written down last night, and then when I saw the publics all on it – and as Joe said, public isn't always wrong. I thought, oh, man, <laughs> leave it to me yeah. to have a public-type bet. It's a sinister makes... tone in that. <laughs> well, it it makes sense, though, too, right? Because the Patriots were using their tight ends against this very same Eagles defense. That was before all of the injuries that we're seeing in the secondary. Uh, Hunter Henry last week, five grabs, 56 yards. He got into the end zone, and that was on six targets of work. Uh, Gasecki got involved as well. So I think it makes perfect sense. And and people have the information. There are a lot of people that play fantasy football. They, t- they took notice of that. The Eagles Patriots game was everywhere and they saw the tight ends getting some work. So I, I think it, I like that play. I'm sorry. I don't care what the public is doing. Um, yeah. Let me be clear. I would not lay minus 175 on over four and a half. I would try to look at if if you're looking at receptions, I'd rather go over five and a half at plus money. I'd rather look at Hawkinson over 49 and a half yards. Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. It, it is a steep price to pay and a lot of things can happen as far as why he wouldn't get to that number. He could be bracketed, whatever. And so uh, definitely the price isn't good. Uh, I did promise that Paul Aspen was back. And uh, he certainly is. And I know uh, he's got a question about this game. 
So similar angle to what you guys are talking about is Alexander Madison. I mean, you guys are talking about how the Patriots use tight ends against the Eagles. They also had 11 – their running backs also had 11 catches and 13 targets. I know Madison only had three grabs mm. last week, but his number is two and a half. It's also juiced right now, like minus 165, so I can't totally endorse that. But what about like 25-plus receiving yards at plus 225? And again, if they're trying to scheme against this pass rush, that could be something great point. where – I mean, I was that jumped out to me because I looked last week. Zeke had five catches. Stevenson had six catches. Uh, I hear the tight end angle, but the running back, you know, which is really Madison. I'm not going to – I don't know if you can find a C.J. Ham bet out there anyway other than touchdown. I'm not going to go for that. But Madison, you know, they've, they've used him in the would past you, game before. And the Eagles where, were where, middle of the pack against the pass to running backs last year. Would you rather use uh, anytime touchdown Madison at plus 145 or Hawkinson plus 255? Oh, Hawkinson. Hawkinson with a bullet. And the value. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, I would do too. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the one-on-one matchups, that's going to be the key thing. You know, the bigger body, all that good stuff. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our first NFL season edition of Joe Knows as he talks about NFL deep passes and win total adjustments. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.